Wicked. You all right? Yeah, great. So uh, I am from Sutton Coldfield. It is quite posh, but as you can clearly see in here, I am not posh. Um, so yeah, as Andy said, I'm here with Hannah, my wife, Woo! Um, and I'm here with Chris and Gemma from our church. Woo! We're from a little church called, there's probably more people here tonight than comes to our church. Um, it's called Ark Community Church, like Noah's Ark. Um, and yeah, uh, it's in North Birmingham, it takes about half an hour, 40 minutes to drive there. Um, so I am the youth and children's worker, so I have to work with everything from naught babies all the way up to teenagers, 18, and that is pretty fun. Um, I love my job, I get to go into schools, um, I get to run youth clubs. Most of my non-Christian friends that I went to school with think that I just get paid to play FIFA. Um, that's a little bit true. Uh, there's a bit of pool as well. Anyway, um, Andy asked me to speak tonight, um, and he asked me to speak on grace. Um, and yeah, I was brought up in a Christian home, a bit like Jal, um, and my mom and dad took me to church along with my sister. Um, and for me, uh, when I think about grace, I have to think about my relationship with my dad. Uh, we've got a picture of my dad, me and my dad. This is us on holiday the other week. Um, I completed the goal that every lad wants to do in life, which is to be taller than their dad. It may only be by about a few millimetres, but I managed it. So I'm happy, winning. Um, so to explain Grace, I have to explain a little bit about my relationship with my dad, because I think my dad has had some pretty amazing grace for me. I remember when I was younger, um, it had snowed, and we were at my nan's house, um, and the car was on the drive, and I, as a little kid, just went out. And I thought it would be really cool to write my name on the bonnet um, in the snow, and so I picked up a stone, um, and I decided to write my name, Sam, in massive letters in the snow, and I ran inside, and I said, Dad, I've wrote my name on your car, and he was like, oh, great, well done, son, that's hilarious, um, and he came out, and he was like, oh, yeah, 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 anyway, didn't say anything else, the snow melted a few days later, and Sam was still scratched onto the bonnet. But he didn't go that mad. Um, he had grace for me. Another thing, who's been sole survivor this summer? Woo! Well, when I was like 16, um, we went on a mission trip to Poland. We spent two weeks in Poland um, working with kids, running a holiday club. Um, and sole survivor for our church was literally the day after we got back. And my parents said to me, my dad sat me down and said, you're doing two weeks in Poland, hard work, lack of sleep. You know, you're going to be shattered. Are you sure you want to go to sole survivor? course I was like yeah absolutely fine what you're on about I'll be fine da, 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 da. Uh, I don't think I lasted 24 hours at Soul Survivor before my youth leader had to ring my dad to go and come and get me because basically I was hysterical because I was just I don't deal well with lack of sleep Hannah can tell you some funny stories of times when I've cried because I like my sleep so I just had an absolute breakdown and my dad had to drive from Birmingham to Shepton Mallet pick me up and take me back and one day he was not best pleased um, and then the other thing as well is um, I moved to Manchester I was hoping Jack might give me a cheer there. Um, I moved to Manchester for a few years um, and so my dad uh, said that he would buy me a car I was like yes my first car. Um, I don't really like it when people get these flashy in our area. I mean, Chris has got his first car and it's a flipping Vauxhall Astra Sport. Like, it's a really nice car. I got a car that cost £250 and it was basically a go-kart but with sides. It was a Peugeot 205, if you want to Google that later. 205. But it was wicked. And my dad bought me this car 
And I was in Manchester for three years, and I think I had six accidents. And I, no, I'm not going to say that because you're recording it. But anyway, my dad had to fork out a lot of money um, to pay for these accidents, um, which of course I've told my insurance about. Um, for recording purposes. Um, but my dad had to uh, fork out a lot of money to pay for this, and he had so much grace for me. So that is my dad. I want to talk to you uh, about a guy in the Bible called Peter. Who's got their Bibles with them? Wow. You. Great. Well done to you. Uh, there's a guy in the Bible called Peter. He was a fisherman. Um, he was a disciple of Jesus. So for those who don't know, Jesus chose 12 young people to come and follow him around, and Peter was one of them. Interestingly, he was actually called Simon. And then Jesus said, the first thing Jesus ever says to him, not hello, I'm Jesus. He just says, come, follow me. And then says, I'm going to change your name to Peter instead of Simon, meaning the rock. Can you imagine that? First day at your new football team. All right, Sam. Yeah, we're going to call you Trevor. It means the rock. You're going to play at centre-back. Like, can you imagine? Like, literally, it's hilarious. So, uh, if you've got your Bibles, Luke 22 is where we're going. This is where a clip on mic is an advantage. need three hands. Uh, So Luke 22, and it is verses 56 to 60, and it says this. This is after Peter has spent like years following Jesus around. So we all know the Easter story, yeah? We all know that Jesus was arrested um, and then put on trial and then crucified and then rose again three days later. Everyone know that? You've all done RE. Wow, you're really quiet. Everyone know that? Yes, great, fantastic, you're awake, that's good. So this is after Jesus has been arrested, uh, Peter's in the courtyard and it says, A servant girl saw him seated there in the firelight. She looked closely at him and said, This man was with him. It's talking about Jesus. But he denied it. Woman, he said. I love how he said that. Woman. I don't know him, he said. So he's denying that he knows Jesus. A little later, someone else saw him and said, You also are one of them. This is what Peter replied. Man, I am not. I don't know why he referred to people as their gender. but Uh, Then about an hour later, another asserted, certainly this fellow was with him, for he is a Galilean. Peter replied, man, I don't know what you're talking about. That's a good name for a song. Just as he was speaking, the cock crowed. And Jesus had said to Peter that he was going to deny him three times before the cock crowed. And he did. In that moment, Peter must have felt like an absolute failure. I mean, he's just followed Jesus around for like three years, watching him do miracles, having meals with him, spending like nearly every day with him. It'd be like you out being out with someone in your family or a good friend and someone saying, oh, are you with them? And you're like, no. Like literally he denied him three times. And, you know, often we can feel like a bit of a failure. Um, I thought it was hilarious that you got fail videos on earlier. Did everyone see the fail videos? Um, Well, I thought I'd show you some of my favourite fail videos, so we're going to watch a little video. This is Dad Fails. Absolutely love this video. Here we go. Fantastic. What I I don't understand is the guy that's like, I'm working at home, his daughter falls, and then it's like a good, like, 10 seconds just carrying on recording. Bad dad. 
Well, I want to tell you about a time that I failed with my dad. This is what I call the roundabout moment. When I was a teenager, I used to go to church, um, but I kind of lived a bit of like two different lives. I was kind of like one person at church and then one person at school. And one of the things that I really struggled with was alcohol. Um, I used to enjoy just going to parties and basically just getting absolutely hammered. Um, and one time I was at a friend's house party um, and I got very drunk and me and a friend had decided we'd walk home. So we were walking home, drinking a bottle of beer, um, and we came up to a place called The Terminus, which is this roundabout here. Um, and it was one o'clock in the morning, and I stood on this roundabout, and I thought it'd be really funny. Does anyone watch wrestling? You know, when they do the suck it sign, like the hoo hoo I thought it'd be really funny to do that at this car that was coming towards us. And so I'm stood on this roundabout going, <laughs> my mate's laughing his head off. I've got a beer bottle in one hand doing this rude sign. And as the car comes up, the window comes down. I'm like, crap, this person's going to tell me off. Anyway, the window comes down, at which point I realise it's my dad. <laughs> the chances of that are, yeah, I don't even want to know. And my dad winds the window down and he says, I'll pick you up in a minute. And he drives off round the roundabout. I am literally just like, I've just froze on this roundabout. The beer bottle goes, Whoosh! and I'm like, sober up, sober up, sober up. And I walk over the road and I'm like, dude, it's my dad. Um, and me and my mate had to get in this car. I'm not going to lie, that was the most awkward car journey of my life. Um, and I was just sitting in the car trying to act as sober as I possibly could. Um, and we got home and we didn't really talk about it again. But for me, that was the moment where actually... I realised that actually, what was I doing? What was I doing? Like, my dad had pulled up. I felt like such a failure. And I realised that I'd been an idiot. It was a bit like Peter when that cock crowed, that actually he knew that he'd made a mistake. He knew that he'd messed up. And I had a moment um, a bit like that a roundabout sort of moment with God. Um, and it was on a lad's holiday um, a few years later and um, we'd done our A-levels and we'd headed off. Anyone been on one of those holidays where you finish your GCSEs or your A-levels and you go on holiday? No one. A few people, great. Well, we went to Newquay as a load of lads. We booked this tent. The tent was already up. Uh, we booked a tent for six, and we got ten of us in it. Um, and we basically just spent all week kind of partying and drinking and doing all sorts of things. And on the last night, I'd basically just spent this week just filling my life. I think I had six McDonald's in a row um, and barbecues in between and basically spent all week kind of drinking and doing all sorts of stupid things, basically trying to make myself feel good, trying to kind of fit in with my mates. And actually, I ended up just feeling worse and worse and worse. And on the last night, I remember going into, there was like an area on this, this camping field. It was like a room and it was just mirrors with plug sockets. And it was where everyone would go and get ready um, before going off into Nuki on the night. And I walked into there, nobody else in there. And I remember, I literally remember this so clearly. I was 17, so it was 10 years ago now. And I remember just looking into this mirror and just seeing myself, seeing the mess I was in, the sweaty, drunken, like, just filth of what I'd been doing. And I was just like, what am I doing with my life? And at that moment, I just looked at myself and I burst into tears because I didn't know what to do. And it was at that moment that I just knew God was saying, this is not fulfilling. This is not making you feel loved. This is not making you feel good about yourself. And for me, that was where my life changed. And if we pick up this story of Peter, we're going to go on to 
John 21, 15 to 17. And this is now after Jesus has died and come back to life. And Jesus and Peter are having a little chat. And it says, when they had finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, he said. You know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my lambs. Again, Jesus said, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He answered, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said, take care of my sheep. The third time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him the third time, do you love me? He said, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my sheep. You know, um, Peter said three times that he didn't know who Jesus was. And then after the resurrection, after Jesus come back to life and forgiven him for all his sins when he died on the cross, he asked him three times, do you love me? This experience for Peter just removed the denial, removed that cloud, that, that kind of sin that was in his life. And actually, I read what the translation could translate to today in what Jesus said. And it, and it said, the first one was, do you truly love me? Do you really love me? And this third one's interesting. Are you even my friend? So Jesus is challenging Peter. And I see that moment where I, you know, I was going to church. I was still a Christian. I believed in God. But that moment where I looked right into myself in that mirror, for me, that's a similar moment to what Peter had there. And Jesus says, feed my sheep. And you might be thinking, was Jesus a shepherd? But actually what he's referring to is people of the world. And when he says, are you willing to feed my sheep? He's saying, are you willing to serve? If you love me, are you willing to go out and love people? Are you willing to go and do things? And for me in that moment, looking in the mirror, when God kind of said, what are you doing? It was a realisation of how much God loved me. But also that actually rather than trying to fill my life with all this rubbish, that actually I needed to go out and love people. I needed to know the love of God and show others. Peter finally understood the significance of what Jesus had done on the cross. And this moment reignited Peter. And he actually went on to do amazing things for God. And he was actually killed for being a Christian. I love this quote. It is better to be a follower who fails than one who fails to follow. I'll say that again. It is better to be a follower who fails than one who fails to follow. You know, Peter never failed to follow Jesus. He was all, you know, when he says, come follow me, he dropped his fishing, he left his job and he went and followed Jesus. Yeah, he messed up. Yeah, he denied Jesus, but actually he kept following him. And, you know, in my life, there's been times where God's asked me to follow him and I have and I've not done it. I felt like a failure. And for some of you, you might have been to summer camps this summer and you might have felt like, on top of the world you might have felt like your relationship with God is amazing but actually you've come back and you know you made promises to God at Soul Survivor and you've you've broke them you feel like you failed but actually it's better to be a follower who fails than fail to follow and Jesus's grace is that no matter how many times we fail he still loves us and he still cares for us so I want to ask where you are at the moment 
Where do you feel you are? Do you feel like you've had a moment with God? Maybe you're sat there and you're like, I've never had that moment. I've never had that look in the mirror moment. I've never had an encounter with God. I don't even know who he is. Or maybe you're sat there and you, you've made a commitment to become a Christian. Maybe you've tried the church thing, but actually there's things in your life that you just keep slipping up. You keep failing. Maybe you feel like a failure. Or maybe you're going for it. Maybe you're like Peter was after that moment that you're just going for it and you're ready to do anything for God. Just while we were singing earlier, um, God just reminded me, has anyone been watching X Factor? Yeah? Last night was the six chair challenge. And do you know what? It was painful to watch because they just dragged it on and on. But actually, it is really brutal. And actually, if any of them failed, it was like, see you later. There was that guy that tried to sing his own song. Who are you? Literally was rubbish. And that was it. See ya. And actually, I just felt that God was saying to me that there's some of you here that you feel like you've had one moment. You feel like you've had one chance. And actually, you failed. And that's it. That's it. See ya. God's. God's basically said, no, you haven't got a seat. And the picture that I got was I just saw people coming up on stage and God was the judge. And actually, he was just whacking out loads of seats. He was just saying, I've got seats for everyone. That actually, even if you failed, you can come back to him. And that is grace that we can come before God and say that we're sorry that we've messed up. I'll be really honest with you. I think just to finish, one of the things that that I struggled with most in my life, and I think sums up grace for me, was um, as a teenager, sorry if I get a bit emotional, but it's quite real for me. Um, I really struggled with pornography um, and watching things online. Um, And for me, uh, as a Christian, I made a decision that actually I'm not going to do that. And the amount of times that I tried to, to stop doing that, and I would mess up. And there were times where I just felt like an absolute failure. I felt like God... I'm, I'm rubbish, I can't do this. Why do you, you don't love me for this? And actually for me, I really began to understand the grace of God that every time I went back and I said, oh, I'm sorry. I've done it again, I've messed up. And I've walked on a journey and I'm through that now. And I'm so grateful for the love of God that you know I could go and say, I've messed up again. You know, just like my dad I may have wrote my name on his car. I may have crashed the car that he bought me. I may have made him drive for hours to come and pick me up. And do you know what? There's probably hundreds of other stories. But he did all that because he loves me. And I believe that there is a God out there that loves you all more than my dad loves me. He loves us all so much. So why don't you just close your eyes? You know, I believe that God wants to have some moments with you with you guys this evening. So I'm just going to ask you to do a really, really brave thing. I'm just going to ask that if you want to have a moment with God, maybe you've been a Christian for a while, but you've never had a moment. Maybe this is totally new to you, but you're like, yeah, I'll give it a try, whatever. Then I'm just going to ask you just to stand up and come down to the front. 
I don't know, it's a really brave thing to do. But if you're serious, if you're like, I want that moment. I want to have a moment with you, God, tonight. Anyone going to be brave? Just to say... You don't need to know all the answers. Well, the other thing I want to ask is, if there's anyone here that you, you're struggling, you feel like a failure, maybe that whole X Factor chair thing related to you, that you feel like you've messed up, you feel like you've, you've messed up too many times, that God can't love you, You're too bad. You've done too many things wrong. Then why don't you just stand up and come to the front and we'd love to pray for you. Yeah, come forward. The rest of you, just keep your eyes closed. So if you want to come forward for a moment with God, just come. If you feel like a failure or you've messed up too many times. If you're still sat down, just keep your eyes closed. That'd be great. If some leaders want to come and pray for these guys, I'm just going to pray over you. Yeah, Father, I just pray for these guys here. Lord, I thank you for their bravery to step forward. Father, I just pray that where some of them feel that they've failed, Lord, where they feel like they've had one moment and they've blown it, Father, would you just remind them of your grace, of your love, Father? Would they just know right now who you are and how much you love them? Father, I just pray for them to have a moment with you. Lord, I thank you that you give us moments in our lives and we just pray your Holy Spirit now. Just come and fill these guys. Lord, that they know you right now more than they ever have. Jesus.